Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with Ian Auld. Episode 11 this week is another lockdown episode. The whole of the UK remains in lockdown amid the coronavirus pandemic. So coming up for you, another hour of football chat centred around Ross County. This week's guest spent seven seasons with Ross County, moving up as a teenager before leaving to join Dundee. He was beaten by a Dundonian, Michael Gardine, in most recent times as the club's top ever goal scorer. He's won a Challenge Cup and he was part of the side that won the second division title back in 2008. It is, of course, a man who certainly knew where the goal was for Ross County, Sean Higgins. So sit back, forget about the coronavirus pandemic for the time being, and enjoy this week's episode. Sean, welcome to the podcast. First of all, uh, how's lockdown for you? Um, just like everybody else, I suppose. Just try to make best out of the situation. Um, I've got a B1 at six, and then both my wife and I are working, so uh, I'm just trying to just try to arrange things around the B man, and just try to work as much as I can to help people through this situation. It's just it's difficult for everybody to understand that, so you just got to get the head the head down. And, Trying to keep it safe as possible, just just get through it. So the the, the purpose of the well, the podcast the podcast started February, and I was undecided about continuing doing it over the kind of lockdown stuff. But but actually, it's it's good for you know like the guests that come on, I suppose, to to take an hour out of their their day to just you know talk football because obviously football is a, a release for so many people. The feedback I've got from some folk that have listened to it on you know their their one walk a day. You know, a bit of time in the house just to, to to get away and 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 just listen to or talk about football for an hour. So, um, I hope you don't mind. We're going to look over your um your career mainly with Ross County, um, because most listeners will will up here um associate yourself as um as a Ross County man. Although you you obviously did have a you know you you went on to play for some some big clubs in the country after uh, Ross County. First of all, Sean, I want to ask you: you signed for Ross County in two thousand and two. I've spoken to a few guys uh, on the podcast already about moving to the Highlands. You're Lanarkshire. Is it Airdrie? You're, Airdrie you're yeah. from? Airdrie? Yeah, Airdrie, yeah. So you're you're with Hamilton. Um how did the move to Ross County come about and also what were your, your thoughts moving up to moving up to the Highlands? It's funny, probably not a lot of people know this, but I actually stayed in the Highlands when I was younger. Oh right, um, okay, right, okay. I stayed in Maryborough, not too far from Dingmore. Ah, um, right, right. My dad got a job. Uh, when I was primary two, five, six, come up for six years old, so um, ended up coming up to the islands. Obviously, I was too young. I remember being upset about it or whatever, but I, I came up. Mum um, and dad, my sister, and we. Um, I loved it. I loved my time. It was just football, football, football. wasn't a lot to do in Maryborough, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> um, but again, I think that was a good thing for me because all I done was was kick the ball about with my friends or myself, and my dad was obviously. He was he was wanting me to be a footballer for the day the day I was born. So it was uh, he he had me out training me as well, and he took the he actually took me over a primary um, the coaching kind of side for the team and that as well. So right, okay. it was uh, it was funny how I, like I was up there to start with, and then obviously I didn't see myself returning that quickly <laughs> to Ross County. But it's just uh, it's one of the things that happened, and I mean obviously I'm delighted that it did. So were your, your parents from the area? Are they are they Highlanders or did they just no no no, job? no no my mum and dad no my dad just got a job from right. my dad's from Coalbridge and mum's from Airdrie just kind of next to each other mm-hmm. and uh, my dad got a job and uh, we were up here we're up to Maryborough for five years um, and then again my dad through his career had to move back down the road again so mm-hmm. we ended up back down in Airdrie um, and I finished primary school in Airdrie and then uh, obviously right through high school. And then when I left high school, that's when, um, obviously, during I had a, a few boys' clubs and pro youth teams, as you, as you mentioned there, Hamilton, etc. I was down at Leeds United um, with, like, through school holidays and that kind of thing. Um, that kind of fell through right at the end, which I was kind of devastated about because a massive club at the time, and it's not a massive club now, but mm-hmm. at the time they were in the Champions League and uh, with unbelievable players and 
uh, coming back up to, to tell my pals that I was going to sign with Leeds United and then it all fell through it was kind of the first kind of setback but I suppose when you look back now it was it kind of sets you up for um, for the life in football I suppose and um, came back up the road and I was at Hamilton uh, I was in at St Johnson in uh, sixth year and um, I used to come up on a Friday the school allowed me to play the full timers on a Friday because um, that's when they used to play the under 18s and um and then they get St John's get relegated that season, so most most of the youth system get kind of scrapped. Mm-hmm. And um, so again, I was another setback. But I found myself um, been asked to Ronnie Duncan phoned and asked me to go up on a trial at Ross County. Ronnie Duncan, what a man! What a man! <laughs> what a guy! Uh, some great character. Kind of when, when I spoke to him on the phone, obviously I didn't know what kind of character he was. He was just very just like come up by. Obviously, he's played against it, uh, played against him before, and, and he's like, I just came up and have a look at him. We can have a look at you, and he was up for five days, and was offered the ITS one year contract, and I was over a minute sign. Ronnie Duncan used to write my um, hospitality speeches or help me out with jokes <laughs> at, uh, at when I was at Cali. When you moved up to Ross County, I mean, you're, I mean, you obviously you said you're, you're Mary Maryborough uh, for a while, so you kind of, you, did you know what you're letting yourself in for moving up to? I'm assuming you, you kind of moved to Inverness or did you, did you stay over in Russia when you moved up? No, when I moved up, I stayed, I moved into Diggs and Dingwall. Okay. Um, just uh, just along the road, actually, Station Road, um, for the stadium. Um, I moved in with a family, three, three or four boys, four boys, actually. Sometimes it was different because the boys kind of left halfway through the season, but Craig Devlin and uh, Callum Kane, uh, we Peter, Callum McCarty from he came from Aberdeen they kind of boys they stayed in with a family their corners who were great people and great family looked after us kept us in the, the straight and narrow as, as much as they could but to be honest we, we didn't have really much time to do anything else in, in Dingwall it was, we were in most days we, the under 18s played on a Sunday um, because a lot of the teams in the league weren't, weren't full time like us so it was like part time teams we were playing against so they couldn't play on a Friday because a lot of the boys were working or whatever so we played a Sunday and then obviously the first team were at home on a Saturday we were at the, we were at the game watching um, which I, I feel as if every young player should do it doesn't happen at every club now but either you were watching the game or you were working doing, uh, doing the kit or whatever and, um, so, and you were training five times a week so it was a it was a great start to the career to, um, to kind of ground you and Make sure you worked hard for what what you get. A good experience. Um, you mentioned there, you know, digs. You know, I'm assuming that most footballers look back on that time when they were a you know a, a, a youngster, a youth uh, product, you know, member of the the academy. You know, digs that kind of set up. You're obviously moving away from the, the family home in Lanarkshire to come up to Dingwall. Good experience. You look back on fond memories of that. Amazing, to be honest. My uh, my mate actually sent me pictures the other day from Facebook like out of the back garden in the corner house just kicking the ball about and having a laugh on a nice sunny day and it was actually pictures I hadn't seen before so it was like to see the aim it was, it was uh, a great memory and great people as I said and, um, I just wanted to be a footballer to be honest so it was it was, it was was strange it was I just there was nothing about in my head or from I mean, having to move up to Digmore it was here, here's an opportunity to go and be a, a footballer I've always dreamed of so it didn't matter where it was I was, I was going to I was going to take it. From what I can see, you you make your debut two thousand and two against Arbroath. You come on for Steve Hislop, um, and yep. I think you end your your first season with a goal. You scored against Air United. You're brought into the first team setup. You're involved with the first team. I've spoken to a few guys about him. Neil Cooper. What was he like for you? Oh, he was a legend. I um, funny, funny man. A very good man as well proper football man just try to help you as much as you can and in different ways that you actually don't realise until you're older um, he used to tell you in pre-match and stuff like yeah, I mean, Sean Higgy you can have you can get chips for your pre-match and that's how you know you were not involved in the team <laughs> it was just wee things like that you were laughing but you were gutted deep down because you weren't involved but I mean let's be honest he gave me he gave me the opportunity um, I was only in the, the club maybe two or three months mm-hmm. um, and I was called over for a training session like the team weren't doing great at the time. Um, once strikers went scoring uh, frequently, so uh, I think somebody got injured in a bounce game, and I got called over because I started to score goals in the youth, the youth team. I went over, and to be honest, it was 
he was he was great right away, good feedback straight after the session. Then I was involved in a game at I think it was Elgin away in a friendly during the week. My mum and dad came all the way up for it. Um and I think I, I think I managed to score that day and before I know I was I was in the squad for the Saturday. So and that was against the broth, as you said, that was my debut. I was just I think it was just short eighteen, seventeen I was here. And um it was a great experience and um, got on obviously as I said for his lot because he just he was he was another experienced professional that helped me um, relax me and that kind of thing before the game and he was delighted that I made my debut we obviously got the win as well that day which was massive in the end result in the league but going back to Neil Cooper he was just a he was just a legend I'm thankful for for what he done for me a big character in the game but for someone to you know show the faith in you you know, he must have seen something in you. That must have been great, knowing that you know a guy like uh, Neil Cooper with his stature in the game saw something, rated you, and and had that faith in you. Yeah, it was just giving you that belief, wasn't it? It was just when you're when you go in, you just try and make an impression on the youth team, um, and then once you kind of if you can manage to hit the, the ground running the youth team, then if you can attract attention for the first team and be involved as much as you can. Then great, <laughs> but I didn't think it would happen so quickly as it did. But it was um, it was down to him. He just had faith in youth players, and um, he gave me that opportunity. And as I said, I mean, obviously the times I was in and out after that, but and it was a difficult start of the season because the team were struggling. But it was just there's so many lessons learned fairly on just being been around him and and the coaching staff, and then the players were great as well. The experienced players, like Fergie was there, and Fergie was. A money, money man. <laughs> However, he was, he was brilliant to me again. It was something you need, you need to learn from from a young, a young, a young player's perspective. You need, to, you need to take on board the experienced players tell you. And sometimes you look back and think, did I take enough in from the, the, the kind of players? And obviously, having the career I had, I must have took some some stuff in. But sometimes you wish you you, you would listen more. I've written a list of the. Some of the, the players in that squad when you when you come into it. So when you're called over for the, you know, the training session to get involved in the first team, you're you're getting involved with the likes of you know Tony Bullock, Mark McCulloch, Stevie Ferguson, and you mentioned there David Hanna. You know, big experienced players. There's guys like David Winters involved in the team, uh, Stephen McGarry. You know, guys that have had good careers and at the time you know playing in county were 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 household names if you like you know how were they well you've obviously mentioned Steve Ferguson was, was brilliant with you but was it daunting getting involved in that, that first training session with these guys around I think I was high in confidence and it was just like because of the, the youth team thing I think that's obviously what young players miss I think if you're involved in first teams I think you've, even if you're playing with the first team or you're involved you should, you should still go and play with the 19s or 18s or reserves to play as much football as you can to get your confidence up to keep learning keep keep progressing and because I was playing so much with the, the youth team then getting in there with the first team as well I, I had nothing to lose it was I was confident I was I had the belief in myself and I just I took my opportunity and I wasn't really I wouldn't say it was daunting I think I was at that naive age probably like just go in and just maybe a wee cocky 17 year old just go in and show what I, what I was made of and but the first team, there were some characters, Alec Bowen, another big character, Tony Bullock, as you said, a top goalkeeper, obviously Mark McCulloch, who put a played right up, the two of us left at the same time as mm-hmm. well, so mm-hmm. I was, it was, Gary Wood was there as well, Stephen McGarry, who was one of my best friends in football, so it was, um, I, it was an eye-opener, Don Cow as well, because I looked up to Don as well, because he was a, a young a young player that came through, came through the youth, obviously a local lad as well, and see how hard he worked as well so it was, there was loads of be bits you could take for each player I suppose and Alex Bowen it's funny I spoke to Steve Mackay a few weeks ago and, and uh, it was only when we finished we finished talking and he said oh thank god you didn't ask me about Alex Bowen because um, <laughs> the stories I could have told about, about Alex Bowen um, from what I can uh, gather bit of a character oh you could write a book you could write a book about Bonnie to be honest it was uh I was some guy, to be fair, with some laughing. Um, a very good player. It was just uh, that season again, obviously, as I said earlier, he was one of the strikers that it just wasn't working out in front of goal for maybe him, like some McGarry, Gary Wood. But there just wasn't enough goals coming from him, hence the reason I got brought, uh, brought in from the, from the youth. And, but as as addressing him and stuff, I mean, I was still, I was cleaning Boney's boots and I was playing in the first team. I was making him cups of tea every every morning, and <laughs> he made sure I done it. He was keeping he was keeping my feet in the ground, and 
uh, I've not done any, anything different anyway so but it was just you had that you had that fear factor of Boney as well in the morning you used to walk in you would think oh no what am I going to get here when I walk in the restaurant and he used to wind me up because I was playing the team and I was, I was still making his cup of tea and cleaning his boots so <laughs> but that's part and parcel of being a YT and that's I think that's why you've got to have the respect for the older players and I think sometimes that's gone in the game just now you're involved in the first team squad and you, you kind of start to settle into the first team squad over the over your first couple of seasons with uh, Ross County um, Neil Cooper when you when you get involved he, he leaves shortly after Alex Smith comes in or obviously rated by Alex Smith as well he you know he, he gets you involved a lot more good memories of working with uh, Alex Smith amazing I've worked with Alex twice um, at Falkirk as well but when he first came in it's, he obviously had to look at the experienced players to see what they had and I remember there was a he'd done a bounce game on the pitch just to have a look at everyone I wasn't involved at all so um, I was like okay this is this is definitely not looking good obviously the disappointment of Neil leaving um, a new manager coming in and then you're not involved in the practice match on the pitch before uh, on his first day so you've just got to knuckle down again and hopefully you can impress somebody if you get an opportunity and the thing with Alex was he was so involved in youth as well he was like United and that kind of thing he'd done the exact same he brought youth players through so I was hopeful that he would try and do the same under difficult circumstances when you're kind of fighting at the bottom of the league to stay up and would he put faith in youth or would he just stay with with the experienced players but thankfully I was involved in a few games off the bench and then I think it was the last four games that I started um, of the season and as you said earlier to score in the last game of the season and we stayed up I think we won 4-1 I think that day and it was just uh, again it was just very thankful for him to, to give me that opportunity so it was my dream to score a senior goal and thankfully I got it that day because it was important County always had well over that over, the, over that number of seasons we've talked a lot about some players there they always had you know some great players in that, that team they Kind of a couple of seasons after um, Alex Smith comes in, the, the, the team finish mid table. Was it a shock to to you that you maybe didn't, you know, challenge higher? I mean, there was obviously a, a couple of good good teams in there around that division at the time as well. I think we had the potential, but the squad, the players that Alex brought in, um, the characters and that kind of thing, and it was it was such a close dressing. Um, I don't know the difference. Looking back, I, I feel as if the difference between County and Cali, Cali just. They didn't have a big enough, They didn't have a bigger, a bigger squad as we did, mm-hmm. but they just managed to see games out when at times we that we couldn't. And maybe that was something to do with. Maybe the squad was was on the younger kind of side compared to Cali's experience. It was obviously difficult when we you see your kind of local rivals getting promoted before you, and you actually believe that the squad that we had was better than theirs, but. They done the job. That was that was that was the thing. They were professional. And they were they were experienced, and they got they got over the line. Obviously, Robo was a good manager. It was it was difficult. I felt sorry for Alex as well because he tried to, as I said, he gave he gave the youth a, a, a big chance, an opportunity that, but it just maybe came back and didn't really work as well as it could have. Maybe a, a few experienced heads, but there was there was experienced players like Jim Lachlan. Mm-hmm. Jim Hamilton came in Gary McSwiggan came in so there was experienced players there that maybe could have got us over the line but it was just as a, as a group then probably I disappointed with, that we didn't gain promotion then You mentioned Alex Smith uh, going with youth and it was funny I was I was having a look at you know previous county squads you know doing a bit of research a guy that I completely forgot was at Ross County and as soon as you mentioned his name Charlie Adam you think wow you know it was it was quite incredible that he was at Ross County for a while. Um, Alex yeah. Smith brought him on loan from Rangers. He then went on to, in fact, he went up, he went on to play for St Mirren afterwards, and then broke into the Rangers team, and and then he's you know a, a big name down south. You know, having played for Liverpool, etc. Charlie Adam, what was what was he like? Could you see the potential early on in Charlie? Definitely, you could see the potential. Yeah, Charlie, probably the first person that would tell you that it didn't really work out from at Ross County. I mean, there was flashes, of unbelievable brilliance, like scoring for the halfway line. Um, against St Myrna I think down at Love Street and then he tried it two minutes later and had the bar it was just some of the stuff he could do was outrageous but he was, he was still he was still young at that point 
but you can see that he had potential. Did, did I see that he could go that far? No, I didn't. I didn't see him being a Liverpool player, etc. But that's just down to him and his hard luck because when he left Ross County, and you see, as you said, he went to St Mirren the season after. We obviously played against him and he was a totally different player. He could see that he stepped on again. They won the league that year, I think, St Mirren. And, yep. um, he was a vital part of that. And then, because then uh, he sees me Rangers and gets a new deal and hits the ground running me there again and it didn't look back and that's credit to him because he's a great lad and you could see, as I said you could see the potential there but it just didn't he wasn't as successful at Ross County than he was at St Mern, uh, the season the season after It's funny you mentioned that the, the season 05-06 because um, well, Charlie Adam ran the show for St Mern and they got promoted um, that season though Ross County were were challenging, you know. They they were making, uh, you know, turn of two thousand and six. They were they were doing well. It just kind of fell away towards the end of the season. You had two managers. Uh, you worked under a caretaker manager, Gardner Spears, uh, and John Robertson started the season as your manager. You had one of your one of your best seasons in front of goal for Ross County. You scored eleven goals uh, in total that season. First of all, that the, the the managers, the change of managers, uh, working under Robbo, of course, is a is a legend in the game as a as a striker, and then when Robo left, Gardner Spears took took over and 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 did very well. First of all, Robo was amazing. Having Donald Park, the, the coaching that, that they, they they put together was was something I hadn't seen before. It was, don't get me wrong; it was really tough, the hardest preseason probably that I've that I've had in my career. But it set everybody up. And obviously, we started the season, and I think when Robo left, we were top of the league. Or close to it, and we were just all shocked that obviously that he'd walked. You hear all sorts of rumours. We don't know if, what the final answer was, but what happened between him and the club? But it was um, it was a strange time because obviously you losing Alex Smith was a disappointing in the summer before, but then you hear John Robertson comes in as you say, a Hearts legend, striker, great for myself to learn off one of the best in Scotland, and then getting Inverness up a few seasons before that so he ticks every box really and then for him to leave when we're doing so well we've got the squad together everyone's looking well and then he just it just kind of again you're just disappointed that something like that's happened but as you said when Gardner came in he took over and, and done really well and again as you said we were kind of unlucky that St Murm were just so good that season they were just mm-hmm. very very consistent and um Towards the end of the season, we probably kind of fell short, and um, it's probably cost Gardner getting a full time job. To be honest, did you think maybe at one point in that season this could be the season? You know, you get a guy in John Robertson who, as you mentioned, took Cali Thistle up a couple of seasons uh, before. Um, again, you know, the likes of Don Cowie still around. John Rankin came in that season as well. He had a he's a he had a phenomenal season for Ross County uh, yeah. that that campaign. Did you think at one point, you know, this could be the season that we? We get up to the 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 SPL. I think that, that it was the belief that, that all the boys had really. To be honest, it was we knew that champion. The, well, it wasn't the championship at that time. It was still the first division, but we knew how strong St. Mern were and other teams were about us. So we knew we'd have to be at the top of our game constantly and consistently. So it was uh, the belief was there, but it was just again we just fell short. I don't know. I'd be harshly saying Gardner that that was the reason why we never charged on because Robbo. And Robert left because Garner did take over and um, as you said done done very well but it's the what if Robert did if he, him and Parky did stay what would have happened then but you'll never know it's, an, it's a question that can't be answered but it's just it was disappointing but I think in the end St Martin would deserve winners Yeah it's one of these kind of what ifs isn't it um, and we'll never know the answer but um, yeah. Ross County in the summer of 2006 going a uh, a very different direction. I remember at the time, you know, Gardner Spears. There was there was talk of him getting the job permanently, uh, and then Ross County in the end looked elsewhere. They brought in uh, Scott Leach uh, in two thousand and six. Couple of experienced uh, guys left the club. Uh, the likes of John Rankin across the the bridge. Don Cowie would follow the season after it. Was it a bit frustrating to see? Of course it was frustrating, yeah, especially Ranks. John Rang again, one of my one of my closest friends in football. Him, it's going to be it's difficult to to see, to see who's hard most hard working in their career. Don Cowie or John Rankin. So you lose two of them within a season or a season and a half. Then it's 
it's going to be a massive hole in your in your squad. At the club, I think the, the club at the time were going through a kind of transition. We were looking at a younger manager and, and Scott Leach, and obviously Leach had an unbelievable career as a player, and mm-hmm. um, was, was coaching. At, I think he was coaching at Motherwell before he came in, and um, I mean everybody was looking forward to it. And I had a great relationship with Leach, I still do, and it was just uh, the squad was just lacking quality. To be honest, it was. We had, we had a lot of lone, lone E players who did, came in and did really well, like Michael Gardine, mm-hmm. Gary Irvin boys that came in right well. But it was just, it was just one of these seasons. It's kind of hard to put your finger on with, like how how it ended so badly. Because um, obviously we won the, the Alba Cup or whatever it was called back then <laughs> uh, that season as well. And it was just, it was just a strange a strange season all round. I was at the club long enough to to know there was some sort of change happening. And, I'm not, I'm not saying that's an excuse that why we get relegated that season, but it was, um, uh, it was the players were definitely aware of it. I think. I think you, I think you probably hit the nail on the head that season because um, oh, I covered a lot of Ross County games that season, and there was games that Ross County were were really good in, um, and it was just probably a lack of experience, you know, um, a mixture of of youth um, as well. Um, there was a couple of, if I remember that, I think Scott brought in a couple of. Foreign lads, I remember an Italian goalkeeper, Matteo Tomai coming in. Think you know guys like that. It just, yeah. it just didn't didn't work. But I think it was a strange season because the club ended it with a trophy, beating Clyde um, at McDermott Park. They ended that season though. It it almost looked like Ross County might have just got out in the end. I mean, there was a couple of games they, they, they failed to win four games before the end of the season. But even in those games, I, mean, I remember a game. I think it was Dens Park. You you scored actually. Dundee won three two and and I remember interviewing Scott Leach after the game. He was just flabbergasted because County played really well that day, and Dundee just had all the they knew all the, they had all the answers, and it didn't matter how well Ross County played. It just looked like that the inevitable was going to happen. As I said previously, like, when you look at Inverness winning the league, um, the season that we were, we probably had a better squad. They just had the experience. They just had the know how of winning games or. Getting points for somewhere, and we we didn't have that to get points from to keep to keep us up. To be honest, it was like I remember Gretna away as well, and we went down and played Gretna away, and we battled them as well. We ended up coming out with nothing, but you always had the belief that you could get out of it because I think I was involved in that the first season I was there. We got out in the last game of the season. It was always that belief, but it wasn't meant to be, and it was it was sickening because at that obviously at that point I was at the club for a long period, and it was kind of my club at the time. Do you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. the club that I loved, and it was. Uh, it was it was it was hard to take, and it was obviously it cost Scott his job as well. And it was um, it was a long summer, put it that way. That last game of the season, obviously, is a game that that most folk in Scottish football will will know about because Gretna, the last game of the season, uh, to set to set the story up, Gretna need to to win to clinch the the league title and get up to the uh, the, the top flight. Um, obviously, Ross County need to win to stay up. It's one of those kind of helicopter final days of the season. Gretna win three two and obviously have that kind of title party. Whilst at the same time, you guys have been relegated as well. That must have just been torture. Yeah, well, it was. It was. It was difficult. We got pals at uh, playing St Johnson that day as well. They'd obviously thought they'd won it. And, um, obviously, I think Gretna and James James Grady scored eight, eight minutes or something like that. Day. Taking out because we were still we were drawn to each, so we were still we were pushing for the for a goal ourselves, mm-hmm. and then got then got hot by our counter, and um, the game finished three two. They're champions, and we get relegated. It was uh, it was a bad day. It was one of the worst days in football, to be honest. Because the, the dressing rooms at Ross County, of course, are they're relatively close to each other. You know, in one dressing room, you guys are are obviously feeling it, and then you know the the other dressing room banging on the walls, and the the music must have been blaring and. It's 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 the opposite ends of the scale in football, isn't it? That's it, and that's why we we love the game and hate the game at times. It's <laughs> it's a it's a, a love hate relationship. Sometimes you get um, with football, and it's one of the just hated it that day. To be honest, it was um, you just knew it was going to be a long summer. A lot of players were out of contract. Uh, that season before was a transition. So what was this going to be after it? I had a year left in my contract. It was just it was just a strange time. It was what's going to happen here, and um, as I said, I had a good relationship with Scott Leach and that as well. So it was really dis- disappointing for him to, to lose his job. It was just uh, it was just I wasn't a good place to be at the time, and uh, whoever came 
came in had a obviously a tough job to to get us to bounce back and who what, who play, what players were going to be there to be honest yeah. was, was I going to, even though I had a year left was I going to be there was I going to be part of the manager's plans but even at that point you're, you're not really thinking about yourself to be honest I was yeah. just thinking about myself or it's, my, it's, it's just really a bit disappointing for the club that everybody involved in it yeah because the club are heading down to division 2 and it was it was for the I think for the first time that Ross County entered the senior setups they've taken a backward step you obviously you just said there there was you know in terms of you were more focused on the team but was there any 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 talk of or any chance of you going elsewhere or were you kind of committed to seeing it that year well it was it was a strange one because I didn't I didn't do well enough that season or the season before as in returns and goals wise to for someone to come in and, and make an offer um, because I was under the Bosman rule and I was still under 24 then there was going to be a nominal fee that a lot of clubs wouldn't have, wouldn't have paid because I wasn't prolific as in 20, 25 goals a season I was scoring as you said 11, 10, 9s a season so I knew I had to get um, for me to move on or whatever I knew I had to get like, a better, better goal return um, but at that point my agent was saying oh that this one's in, this one's in, and to be honest, I was just like, you know, that way when you're relegated, mm-hmm. you just you just want to this the season to start, no matter what it is, who who it's with or what it is, and just put it right, just put that that season behind you. And, um, but I had a year left in my contract, and when the, the manager obviously Dick Campbell came in, um, he told me that he wanted to keep me, and there was no conversation had that I wanted to leave or he wanted me to leave, so. It was down to business right for the summer. You mentioned him there, the guy that comes in, Dick Campbell. Another, I mean, I suppose when you look through your managers, Ross County, you've had Neil Cooper, you've had Robbo, you've had Alex Smith. Characters in one way, shape, or form, but I think Dick Campbell's up there with one of the biggest characters uh, in Scottish football. What's um, what was uh, working with? Uh, what was it like working with Dick? It's brilliant, to be honest. It was uh, he obviously had his own ideas. As I said, it's another transition, so he had to bring players that he thought they would get us out of that league. He's worked in Scottish football every every level possible. He knows the game inside out. So he brought players in, and uh, to be honest, I, I had a good pre-season, as in fitness-wise and that kind of thing, but I wasn't in the team to start with. But there was no, the, the relationship was always good. He was, he's a top man. He's um, full every single day was, was a laugh, but he still, he still worked still worked really really hard but he made it he made it enjoyable that kind of way with banter and winding people up but just a massive character and, uh, still got a good relationship and all to this day and probably with his son Yano as well who was there Ian mm-hmm. Campbell yep. played left back there as well and mm-hmm. it's uh, no he's just a, another top football guy and a lot of time for him and as I said there's there no hard feelings that I was in and out of the team at that point Andy Bannerman signed the summer and was hit the ground running, scoring goals. It played Stuart Petrie and wide left and that kind of thing. The formation just didn't really suit my style. He didn't think it suited my style at the time, but it was one of the things that you just need to swallow and just keep working hard and and, and try to get Ross County back up uh, in the league after the season before disappointment. A bit of a shock when uh, you hear the news that, that Dick Campbell he leaves the club. Uh, in the October of that season, um, the club the club have made a good start to the the league campaign, but a bit of a, a bit of a shock when you hear that that uh, Dick Campbell's left. Ah, it was it was we were up the gym and um, everybody was doing their kind of call and stuff. Whatever, I think it was a Tuesday afternoon and, and um, it was a double session. We were doing a thing and he came in and he says, "Right, boys, that's me away." And everybody just kind of looked at each other and just done silence. And as I said, Ian Campbell, his son. He was in the gym as well, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> just probably the same reaction as everybody else, and it was just that it was a complete shock. I didn't think it would it would uh, result in this, especially when we were sitting top of the league and flying. He he had a he had a real good um, again a bit like Neil Cooper. He was a bit of a a bit of a motivator, a bit of a people person. He he just seemed like he kind of could get the could get the best out of anyone. Yeah, well. Probably Dick's strength would be the man management style of it. Um, coaching wise, I wouldn't say that would be his strength. He let Stuart Petrie do a lot that. Stuart Petrie was was obviously a player as well, but mm-hmm. fit as a fiddle, I think he was thirty seven, he was still playing and he had a body of seventeen year old, it was it was a pure credit to him. It was uh, but he was doing he was training most of the days, but obviously maybe on a Monday and a Tuesday he would 
he would recover for the game on Saturday if he started and he would take most of the training and, and Dick would stand and make sure that you were working hard and doing the right things and as you, as you say just man managing people just spoke to you in a way that you knew that you could have a laugh at him but you went across him the, the boys enjoyed him the boys, the boys, another great dressing room again and the results showed that and on the on the park and but just um, it was just it was just a shock but at that point I think nothing surprised me in football to be honest so <laughs> that was uh, that was that was the start of it. I've spoken to a few uh, a few guys about various managers over the over the course of their careers. You know, like Sir Terry Butcher's popped up. You know, guys that could go that could go um, mental, shall we say? Yeah. I, I don't imagine. Well, I'm trying to think of that that short Dick Campbell reign. There wasn't too many times that he um, he needed to go crazy at you guys, but I'm. I'm not too sure if he did, or you know, did you have, uh, did he have any need to go crazy? But um, you probably had that fear factor, knowing that he could go. I know at, at that point, obviously being top of the league, then we're winning a lot of games. But there was times we weren't playing well. And he, Dick, Dick was the kind of manager that it didn't matter that if, if you got the result, then it didn't matter the end. But if you're in at half time, you weren't playing well the first half, he would let you know. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't have to scream and shout in your face or whatever. He would, he could look at you and you would know. It's like one of the looks you get off your mum if you've if they've done something wrong, you just know you're you're in for it. You better get your finger out and fix it. So that was that that was Dick's quality, I would say. It was it was one of the ones that was just like a, a wee stare or a quiet word in your ear. It didn't have to be in your face and pin you up against the wall or whatever it was. It was just it was just very much told you straight and that's what it was. And if you didn't if you didn't fix it with a, a squad strong enough that you were off the party and somebody else would do it. And I've had, uh, had a few um, looks off from when I asked a, an awkward question, so I, I, <laughs> I, I, know the, I know the exact, uh, I know the look you're talking about. Um, Dick Campbell leaves. Derek Adams, who was a player at the time as well, Derek was was part of the squad for the last um, well year. He was the the following the the previous the previous season, as well as the the season that Dick Campbell was in. Derek was a player. Uh, Derek moves up to become manager. Uh, first of all, you know that's probably the uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first time in your career that someone from within the dressing room steps up to become your manager, how how um, how difficult is that to get used to? I mean, again, at, at that time when Dick left, the, the team was winning, and I was kind of in and out. I was mostly on the bench, so Dale didn't really have a massive change in as in the, the team and stuff. The team kind of picked itself at that point, so I was still kind of on the bench when Derek came in. He continued the way where Dick left off and. We were still winning games and stuff, and I wasn't really playing. So we had the conversation about. I actually had the conversation with him just regarding maybe going alone to get a few games. It was probably the first time in my career that I was. I played so little games out with being injured or whatever. But he was. He was what. He was what to keep me there and, and and fight for my place, which which I was fine with. I was happy with, and it was good to hear that because he didn't want. He didn't want me out. He, just, he wanted to. He wanted me to be a part of it, and then eventually I knew by. If I believed myself and worked hard and got myself and the team to stay in the team and uh, get the club promoted, hopefully. And then you end that season, Derek's first season in charge, the club get promoted. Fantastic season for the club. Andy Barman, you mentioned him. His goals were, were crucial that season. But even when you look through, I mean, it's such a strong, strong 11. You know, the likes yeah. of CL, Andy Barman, Paul Lawson, Martin Scott, Michael Gardine was in a bit of the team. I mean, even that back four. You know, McCullough, Kerry, Dowie, Stuart Golabek with Tony Bullock. I mean, that was a that was a pretty uh, a pretty formidable team. Yeah, it was for, for that for that league. It's incredibly strong, and it'd have been a a disaster if it didn't get promoted with that squad. Um, but because I think we were one of two full time teams as well, and maybe maybe just the one. I'm not sure, but. It would have been a disaster. Airdrie obviously pushed us all the way. They had Alan Osort top as well. He was scoring for fun just as much as Barra was. So, I mean, they pushed us, I think, maybe three games to go or something like that. And we were, I remember we were playing at home and uh, the Ross County fans started cheering. And we knew it was going to be close, like we were going to win the league, but we didn't, I, just, I actually didn't think we were going to win the league that day that we won it. And it was, um, it was a cheer for the, the terraces that Airdrie were drawing whoever Airdrie were playing the other team scored against them and mm-hmm. it, was a, it was such a it was such a strange feeling I'll never forget it and such a good feeling obviously but it was um, and then they were still went and we were champions and it was just 
uh, just a relief first and foremost for the season before it's the first league title that I've won my career and in fact the only league title I've won my career so it was it was uh, something I'll never forget they were playing Airdrie were playing I'll never forget this Airdrie were playing Peterhead because I got sent to Peterhead to cover the Peterhead Airdrie <laughs> game well <laughs> while uh, others uh, were you know Ross, uh, playing, uh, were at the Ross County game I was away in Peterhead uh, watching a game that, that meant nothing because Peterhead scored after 10 minutes and it was game over but you, you, you touched on it there you know they, they, win, they, win, the, they win the title they win it pretty convincingly you know the team were, were excellent that season back to the first division must must have felt good getting back to back into the first division after you know the the the, the season before the title winning one where you, you get demoted to get promoted at the first time of asking must have been a good feeling. Yeah, definitely, and it's got to be it's got to be credit given to Dick and um, Derek because mm-hmm. Dick's obviously made crucial signings like Andy Barnum and Paul Lawson and that kind of thing. Uh, in fact, I don't even know if Paul Lawson was Dick signing. I can't remember exactly, but the signings that he made anyway. And then Derek to, to carry that on, so credit must go to the two of them for that, and then all the players obviously. And it was just a, it was a massive relief, and we were looking forward to the season ahead, and we believed that momentum, if we, if we carried on that momentum into the, into the start of the season from the previous season, then we would be okay. I mean, we didn't have any ambitions to go and get promoted or anything. We just wanted to consolidate first and foremost, and keep the keep the club in the division, and then build from that. Because obviously, we'd, even though the squad was the squad was so strong, it was still a second division squad. Mm-hmm. So we had we had to add quality, and um, I can't remember actually who came in that season. I don't, I don't think there was a great number of players came in that season. I think it was relatively the, the same squad that we had um, from the previous one, and I think that maybe that's why we we didn't do so well. Yes, of course, we consolidated it. Um, on one of the final day, I think, down at Morton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the team finished eighth, um, and like you say, needed that needed a win in the last the last game of the season. I mean, there was there was a couple of um, I remember at one stage Craig Brewster got brought in, you know, guys like that to try and to try and help out a vital kind of time of the season. Um, but I think it was all about con- you know consolidating that season and just remaining a, a championship, a first division championship club, whatever you want to call it uh, uh, at this time. But just being a a first division club, first and foremost. Yeah, well, obviously the confidence high going into pre-season stuff because you're just you're champions. It's only it's only natural. Um, but there's got to be a realization of it as well. Do you know what I mean? I could hear there was a, f- a few boys that think oh, we could. I mean, they're not great in this season, not great in that kind of thing. But being there two seasons before it and getting relegated, you can't take anything for granted. You've just got to keep wanting away, and that's what I was focusing on. I was just focusing on keeping myself as fit as possible, and try to help the team as much as possible, and. Um, I had a couple of knocks that season, but as in goals wise, I had a good return and assist wise and that kind of thing. And it was just it was it was a strange season, but thankfully it was uh, we done we done what we set out to do and, and keep the club in the division. I'm not sure the you know the, the what what happened behind the scenes, but obviously there was one there was one thing that season that happened with yourself and and Derek. There was a bit of a. Um, yeah. a, a scrap, if you like. I don't yeah. know what, uh, what what entirely happened in that dressing room at, at Capolo. Now, I think at the time there was there was you know there was talk of a bust up behind the scenes, but you'll probably tell me that you know that happens in dressing rooms all over the country every single weekend. But at the same time, you showed that that didn't affect you because you it was just before Christmas, and then seven days later you go and score a double. Whatever happened between yourself and Derek, all under the carpet now. Well, like I said, well, I've, 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 since I've left, I've obviously played against them with, with other clubs and that kind of thing, and there wasn't any kind of beef, real beef afterwards. It was just, it was one of the things that I wasn't, I wasn't going to let lie, and he wasn't going to let lie, and maybe his handbags um, down at Capelo that day, uh, just before Christmas, just, just before a Christmas night out. So, <laughs> and uh, so that was a, that was a kind of strange Christmas night out because that's all the chat was, was which, which ain't going to happen, that kind of thing, and. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. I might as well know. Went to be honest. It was. It was a strange night. It was just obviously the two years. Well, I had a lot of time for the club because Derek was there before, and he, now he was the manager. And I, I've obviously been there for. I think that was my seventh season. I think it was my final season anyway. So I had a lot of love for the club as well, and I just wanted. We both wanted things right for the club, and the, what he said, I didn't agree with, and none of us really kind of backed down. And it was just it. As I said, it turned into. Turned into handbags, but after a few days of 
mean about the back papers and front pages and that kind of thing. It, a lot of it was blown, blown out of proportion, to be honest. But I mean, I think a lot of things like that, as you say, happen in football uh, most weekends. But somehow it get blown out of proportion, and papers get a hold of it. And before you know it, it was it was a bit of a mess. But I just had to be professional as much as I can. Obviously, the, the transfer window opened in January. I had only six months left in my contract, and it was one of the ones I spoke to the PFA. Just regarding what to do, it was the best thing to do to keep myself right. Um, obviously, the club were kind of the lower, the lower half of the table. We were not I knew we were we needing points. And, um, how, how could I help the club? Was it me leaving? Did I help the club and they could bring somebody in to replace me, or do I stay? And I just had to speak to the PFA, my agent, and, and obviously my family, and that kind of thing. And um, I had to keep training. Um, as part of my contract so I kept training and to be fair to Derek he picked me in the team on the Saturday mm-hmm. against it was Partick Thistle actually it was and um, down at down at Lingham before Hull mm-hmm. obviously scoring two um, it was nice but I'd done it for the club I didn't do it for them else didn't do it for myself didn't do it I'd done it for the club to put to put a bad beat behind us it was, it was a shame the way it hanging because it put a, a bad a bad light on the club and um, because obviously then the chairman came out and had the, had his bit in the paper said that I would apologise and that kind of thing. Then I came out, it was a tit for tat for a, a few days, which I regret, to be honest. But you're kind of caught up in the moment here. And as I said, once the game came around and I was, I was playing, it was just back to normal, just focus on the game and get a result for the club. And to score two goals, you couldn't really, you couldn't write that, to be honest. It was, but it was, um, it, was a, it was a good day. And that's when we got the result. And, that result on the Saturday after all that happened and inevitably kept, kept us up to be honest you, you, you touched on it that's your final season at Ross County um, seven years at the club uh, when you look over those um, seven years that you spent in Dingwall with uh, Ross County how do you sum up your seven years? I mean I'm, looking back it's, it's a great achievement it's a great club a lot of good friends a lot of good people at the, at the club I've played with probably about a thousand players the amount of different managers that, that I was under starting to think it was my fault all these managers um, in seven years I think it was nine managers in seven years something crazy so it was um, I think it just set me up for the rest of my career obviously it was a, it was a big chunk of my career but even like now coaching and stuff as well you mean I learned so much within these seven years because of Ross County Football Club it was simple as that and I've, as I said I've got long long life friends now and you know, I hope like, Michael Gardine has testimonial but probably, probably coming up soon and I'll be looking forward to coming up and playing in that and just seen everybody again and like speaking about old times and that kind of thing because I've not been up for a long time so I'll be looking forward to that but it was just it was just a great time to start off with and then it just it just continued it obviously nearly went south at the end but to to score the goal against Morton and to become all time top goal scorer as well at the time before Michael <laughs> done me out of the water um, then it was great. It was. It was. I'm. I'm. I'm proud of that. Uh, it was just. It was just. A, it was a fantastic time in my career. Yeah, you mentioned there. You're obviously <laughs> up until recently. Michael Gardine overtook you as the the club's uh, top goal scorer. But from what I can see, you know, I think the Liam Liam Boyce might be third. Obviously, he's now at Hearts. There's a couple of guys that are. You know, it's going to take someone special over the next couple of years to, to even get, get close to yourself or Michael Gardine. So you'll, you'll always have that. You know, you'll always have a place uh, in Ross County folklore as well. And you, you touched on it, you don't get up as, as often. But one of your, your, your colleagues, your former colleagues, is manager as well. So, you know, there's, um, there's, still, a, there's still a good connection between yourself and Ross County. And, and also, you, you, you've touched on it all the way through the chat. You know, you've, it looks like you've made a lot of friends for life from Ross County. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, it's just I couldn't have asked for a better start in football with the managers, but everybody was supportive from the chairman right down to the office staff, the groundsmen, just great people. Susan, just they're really, really good people and a really good family club. And I mean, obviously, when I decided to leave, it was it was a big decision. It wasn't people say, "Oh, was it because of the fallout with you and Derek?" No, it wasn't. It was seven years at the club. It was just time. Uh, it was just time for it. I don't know if that kind of maybe pushed it a wee bit towards my final decision. But when Dundee and different clubs come in, and I obviously met my my wife just now, um, and she's from obviously down in Lanarkshire, and it was a lot of time spent away from my family and friends as well. Even though that I made good friends up there, it was just 
it was just a decision I had to make and what I felt right for my career at that point and, um, but I'll never take away from from how good it was up there and like, like say Craig Campbell and Stephen McKay as you mentioned earlier like, which they, they boys left after maybe two or three years in my Ross County career and I speak to Craig Campbell most days so it's it's um, no I feel very lucky to, to have that obviously you've had a you've had a, a fantastic career uh, we've we've obviously spoken at length about uh, about Ross County I want to just quickly mention Dundee because I know that you're extremely highly thought of uh, by by Dundee supporters as well you spend two seasons at Dundee. You, you join Dundee from from Ross County. Um, that season, Dundee were incredible. Nearly won the the league um, in 0910. Ironically, Cali Thistle pipped them to the to the title that season. And then the season after, uh, the club go into administration. But Barry Smith pulls together a remarkable set of results. You broke records. You overcome a, a 25 points deduction. Two years at Dens Park. Quite a crazy time, but but again, look back on that with fond memories. Yeah, definitely crazy. <laughs> it's an understatement. Um, it was, once, once obviously Dundee had contacted me, spoke to Jockey at length a few times before, and I told him that I didn't want to make a decision until I knew what was happening at Ross County, where where they would be. I wanted to focus on trying to keep the club in a division. I didn't make my mind up until the the weekend after it. So. Once I spoke to Jockey after that and said, "Listen, what's what's going to happen?" and like players and that kind of thing, because I just didn't want to just sign for Dundee just for the sake of signing me Dundee because of the name. I wanted to see what he wanted to do because I wanted to kick on my career. And um, he said, "Oh, well, my plan is Gary Harkins, Lee Griffiths, Brian Kerr," and that was it. As soon as they said their names, that was it. I just it sold me. And um, once once the obviously the season started, we were we were flying and a really strong squad. It was. I managed to score my league debut and Richie Hart crossed the ball in for me and who's another good friend of mine obviously ex-Inverness ex Ross mm-hmm. County and mm-hmm. the two of us signed in the same day and, and we just got off to a flyer and and I think January we won the won the Alba Cup and we came back and we beat Inverness and we 2-0 down right, at half time yeah. and Dundee fans were leaving at half time Jockey was apparently sacked after the game if it, if it was going to if it was going to finish that way and we managed to turn it around and I scored a header, but they gave an OG. You know, kind of, I'm not happy with that. I've always, I've always said I've scored in the cup final. I've scored two actually in the cup final, but I was always, I've always taken that one. Hit off his head or something like that after it hurt mine, but they gave it an OG. But the, the most important thing was to get that result and win the cup. And then we thought we would just kick on in the league. And Inverness were kind of dropping points when we had games cancelled and or whether we were drawn. And we had another game cancelled, and it was just like, right, this is going to be ours. And then we just hit a wall for somewhere. Just, I think it was maybe December, January time we hit a wall, and it just, uh, just wasn't working for us at all. And we got beat three 0 at Airdrie away, and Jockey got sacked. And it was just, I can remember coming home and seeing in the bottom Sky Sports News, Jockey Scott sacked by Dundee, and it was just like, what? It's top of the league by nine points. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, <laughs> we end up nine points behind Inverness, and the last game of the season was up at. Was up at Inverness. We had, yeah, to right. there and, right, yeah. we had to go up there and see them lift the trophy and that kind of thing, and which really, really hurt not just myself but all the boys. And again, another transition of what's going to happen next, of because of the money is the money guy going to put it in next year? We're going to end up in the administration. There was all kind of rumours happening in the summer, even before the new season started um, for the following season. So it was it was a crazy time and an unbelievable squad again that. Should have run away with the league, to be honest. But Inverness were just again <laughs> consistent, and um, they, know, they know how they had to, just to win games and see things through. And Terry Butcher was obviously a massive part of that, and um, it was disappointing. And obviously the season after it, it was uh, Gordon Chisholm and Dodgy were they came in for jockey, uh, and I was looked looked as if I was on my way out, to be honest. And they went to Dunfermline because they were looking for a target man and um, that wasn't in his plans which was totally fine was, sometimes that's it's football it's opinions that's everybody moves on but they didn't manage to sign him in time and so I was kept and then the administration thing happened that must have been um, the administration must have been well obviously worrying for anyone um, a- any business you know uh, as an yeah. employee as a, as a business what's your initial feelings when you when you hear that the Dundee Eventer administration. Oh, again, as I said, there was rumours for months 
we just knew that it wasn't going to be sustainable for the for the club to keep doing what they're doing. Um, and the only way they could do it was the administration. So we was we were stunned um, because boys had just signed new contract. Boys had just signed in the summer, um, like say Gareth and that kind of thing. They were just they just all come in and before you know what, it's it's uh, we're in this mess and you start to think right, what's going to happen here and who's going to who's going to get let go, who's going to get kept, and you end up seeing your friends just kind of lose their jobs. It's just. It was a horrible, horrible day, but obviously it's happened to Dundee before, so everyone, everyone involved in Dundee, it was just a sad day for everybody. Barry Smith comes in, and he's a bit of a legend at Dundee, Barry Smith, and talk to us about that, that incredible run, because you had the points deduction, and the I don't know what, the, obviously the spirit was good in the camp, because it, it must have been to, to overcome something like that, but, but what did Barry do that was that was special? It's a strange one because when everyone was getting, was getting pulled in firstly we, we weren't sure Barry was the youth coach um, so Gordon Chisholm and Dodgy were let, let go as well as long as the playing staff some of the playing staff um, and I had a conversation with the, the chairman or whatever it was the guy that was he was working alongside the insurance guy yeah the, what you call it the sorry the the, the guys that put you yeah. and the ministry sorry yeah and um, I said listen obviously you knew that Dunferma were in for me before the window shut to save somebody's job that I can maybe go there if, if you want and, and so that means that someone else's job's free and I'll just walk out my contract and that kind of thing but they wanted me to stay and I was delighted to do that anyway um, and then Barry Smith came in and I had a conversation with the boys just saying listen we're in it, we can't do anything about it, there's no point in feeling sorry for ourselves, we need to do it for the ones that have lost their job, etc. Um, Robert Douglas had a, a, a big say in it as well, um, he was obviously club captain at the time, everybody respected Big Rab, and um, we just all pulled together, it was just, it was, it was a strange, but at that time we didn't know that it, it was a 25 point deduction, it was just, it was the hard hitting of just losing, losing friends, and like their jobs and that, you can see them, like, office staff leaving in tears and that kind of thing it was just a horrible day so you just kind of personally I just I can't really speak for any of the rest of the boys but I'd imagine to get the results that we got they probably felt the same way as me you just feel kind of hurt and you wanted to put it right somehow and no matter what the the punishment was just keep the club in in the league if possible we just didn't expect it to be 25 points to be honest but you managed to overcome it in the end and again I think that's why that season, that that team, um, are held in high regard by by Dundee fans, because in recent years the the club haven't had an awful lot to, to cheer about. I know they went back into the top flight and are back in the championship, but but that season, I think, well, looking from the outside in, anyway, it looked like the fans appreciated what was going on. They could see, obviously, the club were in dire straits, but they had this group of players that were just that kept fighting week in week out. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think the fans of the a massive part to play in as well because the season before they were so disappointed with the, the squad the quality of the squad that we had to kind of almost throw it away the league um, with poor performances or whatever and um, but that, that the administration well, as soon as it was 25 points the boys were just like gutted they just like right okay we need, to, we need to do something here and Barry obviously having to get players in from, from all sorts like just wheeling and dealing just trying to get boys in because there was no money so it was like trialists coming in and that kind of thing and it was just we played still and I'll be away I remember the first game and there was thousands of Dundee fans there and uh, I mean, we drew one each and that was the start of the unbeaten run um, Lee Griffith scored and it was just you could just tell the fans were, were behind us and were just supporting us like as much as they could just to hopefully uh, save the club because there was no doubt if we were relegated the club would have been would have been away. Was that the season that Neil McCann? Did Neil McCann yeah. join? He was a yeah. He was a trialist. Was he not? Was he not listed yeah. as an amateur? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that was a, I, it was either either as an I don't know how it works. I don't know if it was just a trialist in an amateur form or whatever it was. But Neil came in and obviously Neil before he went to Hearts and Rangers at Southampton, etc. He mm-hmm. was he was a Dundee legend as well. And um, I can't I can't even tell you what age Neil was at that point but he was still fit as a fiddle and <laughs> I remember training and thinking this guy's frightening he's still at his age and it was um, I got a good relationship with, with him and um, he, 
came on against Rafe Rovers but I think we were getting, I think we were getting beat uh, 2-1 and then Gary Harkin scored an unbelievable free kick to make it 2 each and then Neil, Neil scored the luckiest goal I've ever seen <laughs> but I've never celebrated as much as like that with a goal that I've not scored in to be honest it was uh, it was just it was incredible scenes and the fans won the park and that that you yourself and the rest of the guys at Dundee that season I think are still held in, in high regard by the Dundee fans. Sean, I could talk to you. I mean, obviously there's more clubs to Dundee, St Johnston, Stenhouse Muir, Cowdenbeath, Clyde. Uh, we really could sit here and talk all night. Um, I want to. Well, I'm going to wrap up now. But I, if anyone wants to to find out more about yourself and your, especially your your spell at Stenhouse Muir, then you should uh, put on YouTube. Stenhouse Muir, Sean Higgins versus Rangers. It's worth a laugh. If you don't like Rangers, then you'll enjoy it. If you are a Rangers fan, then you won't enjoy it. But basically, it's just Sean Higgins. Thank you for right listening up, to Highland uh, Football Weekly. Goal, Before you go, is, one is small favour. You know? If you would Sean, mind telling a friend about this during podcast, this, uh, a friend who would like crazy, football and crazy of course, time football in Highlands. If you're on social media, please like and share. Uh, and, and if you're on uh, iTunes, looking please leave a comment. Just realise that's more than one small favour. Thanks a lot. But you get the gist. See you next week.